thanks again for joining me for another edition of Bauman's Breakdown. Mike Bauman with you here, as always, alive and in the flesh. Thank you for checking out the show. Wherever you are listening to this, however you're listening to this, I really appreciate you guys downloading another podcast from this crazy dude. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. You can also go to my website, MikeVBauman.com. Check out links to past uh, articles I've done, my sports casting demo reels on there. If you want to see my sports stuff, there is a little resume history, and there's links to other stuff. And please go follow the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Bauman's Breakdown. That's where I will update you guys every week as well with new episodes, new shows coming up. And there's going to be some fun ones on the horizon here the next couple of weeks. Next couple of weeks are going to be pretty busy for me personally. I'm in the middle of trying to relocate at the moment for a new opportunity in another city. And uh, it's it's a good chunk away from where I live. It's about seven, eight hours in the car, but it's a city where there's a lot of really cool things happening. And uh, I'm excited to get down there. So I don't want to say too much right now until everything is uh, full-on donezo. I'm just one of those people that I kind of I try to keep something under wraps until I know it's actually going to go down. So, But uh, next week I'll be traveling there again, trying to uh, get some stuff together. So I will uh, keep you guys abreast of everything, but the podcast will go uninterrupted. If I have to uh, pull out some some cool ones from the archive, you know, in, in the weeks that uh, might may get a little challenging as far as recording a new episode, I will certainly do that. But uh, either way, it will be a good listen. Whether it's an old one or a new one, you will have a good time listening to it. Uh, because this, this has every elements of everything entertaining, I feel like. Okay, one, you've got music. And if you don't like music, oh boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I don't know, man. Everybody's got to like music in some capacity, even if you just like background, like white noise, right? It's got music, okay? Secondly, it's got a little weirdness, okay? Anything entertaining now, it's got a, there's a little element of weird or different to it, you know? Everybody that was somebody had their own thing going, and at the time, people thought it was a little weird. I'm not going to put myself in the category of some of those people who have literally changed the world because... I am not an egomaniac, and this is all in a joking manner right now, so you shouldn't be taking it seriously anyway if you're listening to my show. And thirdly, um, we have a good time, right? So you got music, weirdness, and a good time, all three elements of why you should listen to this show. Once again, I'm joking. Don't take me seriously. But anyway, this week's show is with an old friend who also brought along an old friend who is in the same band he is currently in, and that is my good friend Steve Taylor, who I met when I was a very young chap coming out of college, and I had just started with Toledo Sports Network. Steve was the third guy of like the Mount Rushmore of Toledo Sports Network, you know, which would have Mike Jameson, which by the way, you guys, please keep him in your prayers. Preliminary results, he was in the hospital last week, preliminary results have shown that uh, uh, part of the mass that, that he has growing near his lung, which is like the size of a softball, is benign. Those are the initial test results. Obviously, there's still a long way to go. He is getting a heart cath put in today, and Mike has meant as much to me in not only my career, but my life the last five years is just about anybody. We talk every single week. He is a dear friend. I love him like like a brother from another lover, except a much older brother. 
and he helped me start this podcast, and he gave me a chance in broadcasting when nobody knew who the hell I was. He gave me a chance sight unseen and um, has really helped me become a better guy behind the mic and in front of the camera and just a better person. You know, I, I truly am better for having known Mike Jameson and in, in the, 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 just, just the waves that have kept coming in this last year and a half, uh, for me personally, to see him end up in the hospital with something that could be potentially cancerous is really scary. Um, you know, and, and so I, I, just, I just ask that, you know, even if, if you don't believe in God, just please, please send up some positive vibes for Mike Jameson. Um, those of you who have been on board with this show from the beginning or, or near the beginning know he used to produce this show before I started recording it on my own. And, um, you know, he's, he's just a really good guy. He, he works harder than, than just about anybody that I know um, or just as hard as anybody that I know who works very hard and, and has just a, a will and a resolve that I don't know that I've seen from anybody. I mean, Mike, Mike is like the classic underdog in the sports movie, you know, that just keeps getting knocked down and he just keeps getting back up. So if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in higher power, I just pray you send up some positive vibes for him because uh, he really could use it right now. And um, I'm just, I'm praying uh, with all my might that uh, to the God, the, the the Lord above, to God above, that it's not not cancerous and that it's something that He'll recover from. Um, he has a 21 year old daughter that he's raised pretty much on his own. So uh, anyway, I digress. I don't want to bring the mood down on the show. You know, uh, I do believe that sometimes God works in mysterious ways, and uh, this is another another challenge. You know, and Mike Mike was uh, a smoker for a really long time. So those of you who do cigarettes, I'm not going to get too preachy, but I encourage you to stop as soon as you can or seriously think about stopping because it will, you will pay for it um, later on in life, you know. Um, unfortunately, that's the sad, sad but true reality of the situation. But anyway, uh, please keep Mike Jameson in your prayers. But along with Mike Jameson and Mick Gonzalez, <laughs> Steve Taylor was a guy I met when I was 22 years old, just coming out of college. And at that point in time, I had really, you know, really thought that that sports writing was going to be like my shtick. You know, I've always loved sports, always have loved music, too. Those two things are just huge for me. (laughs) Excuse me. But um, I got out of school. I had started writing for Toledo Free Press, and I was freelancing for some other publications. Uh, The Fremont News Messenger, Vince Gary, Guerreri, super nice, super nice guy, gave me an opportunity. And I was doing some high school games and stuff. And I had balked initially at doing broadcasting because I was scared because of fear, which, you know, I think stops a lot of us at certain times in our lives, and it shouldn't. And uh, if it's stopping you now, I encourage you to just stare it right in the frickin' face because you will get past it. And once you do, you will feel like a superhuman. So do it. Face your fears. It'll be the best thing you'll ever do. But anyway, uh, I balked initially because I was scared. I had never done anything on camera before. I was really nervous about it. Um... You know, I, I just always I always used to have this behavior pattern, and I'm, I'm at finally at 27. I'm learning learning my my weaknesses more, and, uh, and and trying to break those old negative thought patterns. And I just always thought of the worst thing that could happen. So I thought like, oh my god, what if I have a panic attack and I puke, and then I'll be all over Tosh point and it'll go viral for all the wrong reasons, and I'll never have a career. That's seriously like I I I literally went from the, like the the starting point to worst thing happening. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and, and anyway, so I, I, my first game with Steve was probably four weeks, maybe 
roughly halfway through the the football high school football season that year and we did the bowling green springfield game at springfield high school and i'll never forget steve just steve just has this aura about him where he's just you, you feel comfortable around him because he has a big personality you know and he's very warm and welcoming and when he comes in he's like all right this is what we're going to do we're going to talk about this neil we're going to do this and he just walks in like he owns the joint i mean steve walks in like 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 you know they built the stadium in, in his honor they they have a special place for him and he's about to do this game and knock it out of the park you know he's got that that swag if you will as much as i hate that word uh, i just think it's so overused but steve has that aura about him and so I felt comfortable with him, like right from the jump. And we did the game, and we bounced stuff off each other. And mind you, we hadn't even met before, so it wasn't like I had met Steve like that week, and we had talked and went out to lunch and kind of like it was like, okay, Mike, you're going to go to the game. You're going to be doing it with Steve Taylor. He's really cool. I think you're going to like him. It's going to go great. And so I literally met this guy like an hour before we did a game together, and we had chemistry right away on the mic. I've done several games with him, football and basketball. It's always been a blasty blast, and uh, he has a lot of energy, and um, I've learned a lot from him too. You know, he got me to really kind of slow down and spread things out over the course of the game, and, and really gave me confidence behind the mic. So thank you for that, Steve. But so he's he's a good friend. He's a dear friend. I've known him for five years now, which is crazy. And uh, Steve also, in addition to his broadcasting skills and abilities, is, is a very talented musician, like one of those people that just they, they can hear music, they can hear patterns, and they just pick it up. I mean, I'm always amazed when I'm in person and I watch somebody play and I see how much they love it and see how much it drives them, but also see them play it like effortlessly, you know what I mean? And there's a few bands over the years where I've watched play, and um, I know I talk about them a lot on the show, but I love them, and they are a great band, Tropic Bombs, who who also have a reggae vibe. And, and I know Ryan and those guys practice all the time, and they, they've been in the music scene locally where I'm from in northwest Ohio for like 15 years plus now. And so they're all very good for, from all that experience and practice. And the first time I actually got to watch Steve play live was just this year, actually, probably about six months ago. And just watching him on the bass and watching his energy on stage, I was like, wow, like Steve's a musician, man. Steve can do it, man. He was singing. He was getting the crowd involved. He was slapping the bass, man. Um, Kudos to you if you know that reference, what movie that was from. So he's just really talented and so i i was like dude you know i got this podcast man we got to do something and he's really excited because the new project which you guys are going to hear about on this podcast as soon as i shut up is um far right steve is really into reggae music loves you know bob marley and steel pulse and a countless number of other other acts that that just are really enjoyable to him and he is really serious about this and really and really loves it and really enjoys it as you guys will hear and it's not i mean he sings i mean just just in general as a musician away from far eye like steve sings he plays the bass he plays the keys i mean the dude's just really talented so you know finally i was like dude we got to do something man you know i'm getting ready to move here soon i want to get something done i want to let the people know what's going on so far eye is his latest musical endeavor and the band came together out of the ashes of a couple of other previous bands and some of these guys Steve has known for a really long time that are in this band. A couple of the guys are out of Jackson, Michigan. Uh, the other guy that you're going to hear on this podcast today is one Rick White. 
a guy that Steve has been buddies with for over 30 years, actually probably going on 40 years now, another Toledo guy, great drummer. And it was just a lot of fun to talk to Steve about this project. And, and, you know, reggae music is something that I don't listen to a lot, but obviously I have, I have Bob Marley's, you know, greatest hits. Uh, you know, like a lot of people, I'm sure I love his music. Buffalo Soldiers, probably one of my favorite Bob Marley songs. I do have a reggae station on my Pandora radio app that I that I like to jam to and mellow out because reggae makes you feel good. It's good vibes, it's positive vibes, and, and you'll hear Steve and Rick talk about that too, just how the music makes you feel. And in a, in a crazy world that we live in nowadays, I think it's important to always kind of find that center and that still and, and, and just know that things are going to be okay. You know what I mean? It, it, and things are always darkest before the dawn. I really believe that. So um, it was just cool to finally catch up with Steve and talk to him about this other side away from the broadcasting Steve that I know. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Steve Taylor and Rick White from Far Eye. Here it is. <laughs> Steve, say hi so people know what your voice sounds like. Hey, man, that's just life having fun, man, playing music. Steve, Rick, how you doing, man? I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine. Irie, actually. I just met Rick, we're sitting here drinking some Red Stripe at Steve O's place. So tell me, man, how did this come together with In Touch Reggae? Like, how, how, did, how did you guys come together? How long you guys known each other? How did this, this whole thing come about? Okay, you gotta bear with me, because this, you know... In Touch Reggae started years ago. So In Touch Reggae um, started maybe 10, 12 years ago, and he's one of the one of the original members of the In Touch Reggae Posse. Okay, In Touch has grown over the years, and we started to spread out, and we started to do different things and different projects. And throughout these different projects, Crucial Reggae came became one of them. That was his project. And uh, so he was doing his thing with Crucial Reggae, and I'm doing my thing with In Touch, you know, and you know, and I'm writing, and and he's writing, and he's doing shows throughout, you know, the the tri-state area, um, a lot of Michigan gigs, uh, all throughout Ohio. In event, Crucial kept growing. Well, Crucial got to a point where they could grow no more, and the lead singer from Crucial has gone off to start his own band. Okay. And that left the remaining members of Crucial. And I happened to be the remaining member of In Touch Reggae, so it only made sense for Crucial Reggae and In Touch Reggae to intertwine to become what we call Far Eye Reggae now. Okay. Okay. So it's, is it Far Eye? Far Eye. Just like Ross okay. the Far Eye okay. Far eye. But you spell it like far, like I. Far eye. I got you. I got you. Now, how long have you guys known each other, man? How how far <laughs> back do you guys go? About thirty years. Thirty years. Thirty-five. Yeah. Cause my son, I have a son. My oldest son is thirty-six. Uh, Our oldest sons are thirty-six. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been thirty-five years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you are Rick? Are you from this area too? You from Toledo? I'm from Toledo. Yeah. Okay. Now, how did you get into music, man? Oh, well, I started, uh, um, well, actually, I started in church. Okay. I started playing in storefront churches, you know, my parents would go to these storefront churches, and, and, um, they would need a drummer, 
So they have an old three-piece set of drums sitting there. Well, I got a musical ear. I would uh, be the timekeeper or drummer, whatever you want to call it. And eventually, uh, my mom and dad seen that this is something that you might want to do for a while, you know, so they bought me a set of drums. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a set of drums there sitting in the living room. I bang on them, now they looking like, oh my God, what did we get ourselves into? Because <laughs> I'm banging day and night. Well, you know, practice makes perfect. So, it grew on to, and then when we started, uh, I started playing with different groups. I, uh, well, one of my childhood friends, he started, he wanted to play drums, Steve Taylor. He wanted to play drums. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, man. I'm the drummer now. There's only one drummer. He picked up the, the uh, he picked up a couple of instruments and pretty well uh, learned them, learned, uh, learned them fluently. So uh, he got his own little bandage. We were still like in our teens, you know, at that time and mid, well, uh, early twenties, mid, you know, late teens. And uh, he came up with this nice band, you know, um, they had that like the time style, Prince time style and that, and I was already doing something, uh, playing music like uh, dramatics, uh, 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 new kids on the, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway, I was attracted to the way this boy had grown in his music. I'm like, wow, Steve, man. I let me know when this drummer don't work out for you. You know, I might want to sit in, but yeah, drummer didn't work out, so he asked me what I like to play with him. Sit in on a couple gigs. Well, them couple gigs grew into I was the main drummer now. Haven't got rid of him since. <laughs> <laughs> this was back in what, 82? Yeah, it was, you know, and we played on and off throughout the years, you mm -hmm. know, we've done, you know, but we've always kept in touch and we've always, and, and that's, in fact, that's how the name In Touch came about because yeah. we've always kept in touch. Yeah. You know, in touch with reggae, in touch with music, in touch with people, in touch with people, what people like in music. You know, and, uh, you know, the island style. And it took Rick. Rick's been at it about 15 years in playing island music. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I'm pleased to say that I was there when the light bulb went off over his head where he's like, oh, I get it, you know. You know, because the island style is totally different than what he was accustomed to playing uh, growing up. Because he, you know, you know, not oh, speaking for him, he was more of a funk drummer, more mm -hmm. of a James Brown type drummer, mm -hmm. where everything is on the one. Well, in reggae, everything is is totally different. Yeah, it's totally different. The drop is on the one, but everything else is on two and four. Yeah, and it mm -hmm. takes a while to to feel that. Just the tempo. Exactly, and uh, and so Rick's got a great feel for it now. And I mean, it only made sense for Crucial and then Touch to get together. I mean, it it just made sense. It was a perfect marriage. Yeah. Now, how long how long has Far Eye been together now? Just a couple months. Far Eye has been together maybe for maybe three months. Yeah. You know, um, basically the lead singer for, for Crucial moved on yeah. and, and they needed a lead singer and, and you know, I kind of morphed into that because, you know, that's kind of what I did growing up, you know, uh, um, for cutting my teeth playing reggae music, you know, I started out with a band called Ross Rhythm. 
Yeah. You know, and then I played with the Groove Masters of the world, and you know, and the thing about the reggae community is we're so close knit. Whether we're not necessarily based in Toledo, we know each other. So I know the brothers and the brethren in 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 uh, Blime, and I know the brethren in Dayton, and I know the brethren in Jackson, Michigan, and you know, and that's kind of how we are, you know. And, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I've got reggae friends in uh, uh, Indiana. And, and, and the whole nine, so we kind of keep in touch with each other, and it's just a close-knit community, man, and it's just so cool to get together and just play positive music, positive vibe, man, that's really what it's all about. More camaraderie than competitive? Most definitely, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, you know, but we push each other for greatness, and that's the whole thing, that's what it's about, you know, you know, because if you're not going to play the regular music, if you're not going to play it right, then, you know, you, <laughs> you keep pushing, you know, pound sand, and that's kind of how it is. There was a lot of music going on in the '80s too, man. There was a lot of stuff happening at that time. Like, what what attracted you guys to reggae? I mean, was it was it like was it like the first time you heard it? Were you like, ah, I like that, or or did it take some time to to get into it? Well, for me, it was a rude awakening. Uh, they the, a band needed a keyboard player Friday, and I jumped in, and I didn't know what I was getting into. And once I got into it, I became a student of reggae music and that's what you have to do I mean even Rick will admit you know it you know it took him a while to become a student of reggae music yeah you know because you have to absorb it you know you got to feel it it's, it's something you can't explain you can't explain it until you get it once you get it you got it you know you know but you you have to feel it man it's positive music it's positive vibe you know and reggae music is so much more than Bob Marley and it kills me when people you know buy the Bob Marley legend CD and they say they know reggae you have no idea yeah you have no idea you know Bob did so much more than legend you know and that's why we as a band play a lot of Bob Marley but we will not play the Bob Marley legend CD we'll play a couple of songs off of there because you have to yeah right but for the most part, man, we do a lot of the Bob Marley tunes that moved, and they, they were expiring and moving. You know, that's what we're kind of into. The the real positive reggae, reggae with a with a message, man. You know, yeah. it's, it's almost like you're preaching. And Scott kind of birthed out of reggae too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, all of these all of these island rhythms come from that, man. Yeah. You know, you know, even the 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 uh, the steel drums. I mean, the, the entire night, the brass. You know. Uh, the real bright brass and, and that kind of stuff, man, that's all come from Bob, who was an absolute genius, who, who was the father of this, you know. But as we morph into more of, you know, the newer style reggae, where you've got a Stephen Marley who sounds so much like Bob, it's like scary, and you know, and you've got the Ziggy Marleys, you've got the Damien Marleys, you know, you know, you've got the Steel Pulses of the world, and that's a band that you really need to get into if you're not. It's Steel Pulse because Steel Pulse is really who galvanized this band and we really emulate that band more so than anything. Wouldn't you agree, Rick? Steel Pulse caught my interest. Steve introduced me to Steel Pulse a few years ago. Well, I was backing up other uh, artists at the time when he was approaching me with this reggae sound. I'm like, okay, you know, you know I'm a funk drummer, you know. But the more I listen to it, I mean, there's a lot of rhythm in there that I uh, that I kind of like, you know. I found that I found that there's more to it than just that one drop. There's other things that involves the, in uh, reggae drums, you know. Yeah. Like off tags, and it's practically like jazz to me. 
sort of because some of the tags that you put in there might be a fast like cacao, you know, the yeah. improv, yeah. the improv, you know, and it's like feeling it. It's not. It's not where it's supposed to be. You it's feel not it. where it's supposed to be, but it fits. It's yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. So I started listening to it and listening to these drummers in it. I paint. I pay attention to a lot of drummers. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Steve Ferrone. I grew up listening to him and things. Uh, and these uh, reggae drummers remind me of little gospel. Little. It's a little of gospel jazz. Got a little rock in it too, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's variety of it's it's, it's a large spectrum than what I was, you know, custom of thinking of. Yeah. I brought my mind. I brought my my uh, my interest in this. So it took it took a minute though. Yeah. <laughs> I love. I still love my funk and R and B, you know. But now that. This is another repertoire in my in my study now. I think it's all about I think the it's rhythm. gonna go far. It's all far. about the rhythm. Yeah, yeah it's gonna go far. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Well, I think what's cool too is um, like listening to reggae music. I mean, I, I grew up. I mean, I'm wearing a freaking Metallica T-shirt here. We're talking about right, but I mean, like, I I, uh, I grew up listening to like my older brother. He was really into heavy stuff in the mid '90s. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I got into like Metallica and all that stuff. But I listened to all kinds of stuff. I listened to a lot of like psychedelic music now. A lot of post rock, mm -hmm. a lot of ambient sounds, a lot of just instrumental stuff. Mm -hmm. But what I what I always liked about reggae though too. And even having a friend that's in a band that's got some reggae mashup in it. It's like reggae, kind of hip-hop, a little Rage Against the Machine type of Chili Peppers. I mean, they're called Tropic Bombs. Very, very good, very good band, not just locally, but in general. But, um, mm -hmm. but like, old-school reggae music, there's a lot of, uh, and not even old-school reggae music, but they're, like, telling a story. You know what I mean? And, that's, and I think that's what's so cool, you know, having, especially even on this show, doing different bands over the years and doing, like... You know reggae doing uh, uh, you know hip-hop or doing rock but but like it seems like the the music that's been around the longest like whether it's if you look at go to like the oldest roots of country that are oldest roots of bluegrass or reggae they're like telling a story you know what I mean and I think that's what's what what kind of makes reggae kind of have that purity a little bit I mean am I off when I say that no, like, no, no, I, mean, I, I feel like that's that's what's most cool about it is it's like it's telling well, a story it's an experience when you play it and when you listen to it it's an experience it's almost like a spiritual experience it's not just a song it's an exactly. experience you know it's exactly what it is it, and most reggae songs are exactly that spiritual experience and if you listen to the lyrics once you get through to them personally I I can dictate it pretty easily now but because I'm accustomed to it, to listening to the broken English yeah and I'm and I'm accustomed to saying those things now me as an entertainer do I morph into those type of characters absolutely yeah I totally morph into that you know when we perform uh, you know because I feel it it's all about the feelings man but but it's it's about positive vibes and positive rhythms man and and and, and positive grooves man you know you know Things are a story. The Steel Pulse, man, every song Steel Pulse has ever done, it's a story. If you listen to it, it's a story. Yeah. You know, Bob Marley, he's telling a story. You know, Ziggy Marley, he's telling a story. You know, it's up to us as artists to be able to bring those stories out. And I think we do that pretty well as a group. Yeah. 
So when you guys do a show, you mix you mix in the covers with like original material. Most definitely. I mean, you, I mean, you, you're definitely going to hear some some fire original. Right. You know, and, and that's how it is. You, you always will hear fire original. Yeah. You know, but you have to play what the people want to hear. Was it um, was it Bob that got you guys into reggae? Like, what what was the first reggae stuff that you guys started listening to back in the day? Like, what was the stuff, or what was it? Was there a song or an artist that caught your attention that made you kind of go well, down that rabbit hole? Bob is a, Bob is the godfather of this, you know. You know, I mean, you for you right. to say you don't like Bob Marley but you like reggae music is preposterous, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you yeah. know, Bob is the godfather of this, you know. But however, what we've learned as musicians as things. Reggae music is more than just Bob Marley. You got mega groups like Third World and, you know, again, st- the, the Steel Pulse, Israel Vibrations, you know, Inner Circle. You got these kind of groups, man, that are just, you know, you know, broadening, man. And these guys are just bringing it. I mean, if you don't know it, you, you should listen to it. Yeah. You know, I mean, just turn it on and listen to it, man. Just how. Gregory Isaacs can just talk about nothing but positive vibes. How Buyu Bantan can talk about nothing but positive vibes, man. You know how, you know, uh, Barry's Hammond. You know what I mean? We can go on or Marsha Griffiths, man. We go on and on and on. You know, um, I mean, even even Shaggy. He's talking nothing but positive. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, you know and, and that's the beautiful thing about it. And the Marleys, the, that whole clan. It's ridiculous, yeah. you know, because all of them are good. Yeah. They're all good. Steven, Damien, Ziggy, you know, they're all good. They're all good. I went to a reggae concert probably about 20 years ago, and I seen Bar Marley's cover band. His, the uh, Wailers. The Wailers, yep. And... Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't know what to expect when I went to the show, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I went there, they was uh, performing, and I'm thinking, well, it's going to be that, you know, little basic one. No, it wasn't what I thought. They put on a hell of a show. Yeah. The music was spectacular, and the, and the stage presence was uh, very island, and it was a, just different, you know? Yeah. And I was kind of captivated on that tip too, you know, just to yeah. see the Whalers, you know, Bob Marley's old group, you know. Would have been lovely to have him there too, rest his soul, but, yeah. you know. Here's the thing about the Whalers, because a lot of those guys in that band, they're very accessible. Yeah. And uh, Family Man, who's the bass player for, for the Whalers. Mm-hmm. Very accessible. Um, a Facebook friend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Craig, God, the bass player for Ziggy. Very accessible. I don't know if you know this, but we've opened up for Ziggy Marley <laughs> when Ziggy was here. What was it? Twelve years ago. That was in touch. Now in touch. Is, you know, rest your soul. One of our members has moved on. You know, uh, Carolyn and the song that you'll play later on. Carolyn sang co-lead on that with us and you know so basically I'm the only remaining surviving member of the In Touch Reggae Posse you know um, until we get until we hooked up with this this uh, crucial thing man and 
I mean, man, a lot of positive vibes, man. This a lot thing's of taking off. Vibes. I mean, this thing's taking off. We have dates, uh, dates in the book. Uh, uh, Halloween, uh, Thanksgiving, you know, big dates at the end. And that, the Thanksgiving date is the Jackson State Theater. If you, yeah. It's the Jackson, Jackson State, State Theater. Theater. So what do, what do you guys like the most about uh, about reggae music? Like about like what's what's your favorite part about it that that you gravitate towards it? And it's the rhythms, man. It's the rhythms, man. The rhythms and the positive vibes, man. You know, I mean, man, you know, the bass maker you move your waist, the boss maker you move your ass. That's the only way I can <laughs> soulful, soulful. <laughs> you know, that's, it, it, it's a feeling I I can't explain it. You know you. You know, it's like it takes over. You know, uh, um, reggae fever. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, my blood pressure high, but I don't want a doctor. You yeah, know, it's that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What you was know. it like when you opened up for Ziggy Marley, man? Oh man, is that? I mean, is that like a landmark gig for you when you look at all the shows you played over the years? Is that one that like stands out? It does. I mean, you know, that goes right along with the. Uh, I was a musical director for uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 50th anniversary of uh, Atlantic Records. Uh, I mean, that's up there, you know. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty big gig. The Fire Eye thing is a gig that I want to do. Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah. You know, the reggae music is what I want to do. You know, that's me. When I play that, you see Steve. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, roster mine. You know, that's that's what you see, you know, because that guy morphs into that character and that becomes that that character. And it's interesting. I can't explain it. It's like a light switch. It's like a light switch. I mean, you know, he's seen it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Switch start beating down his head and everything, jumping around. He just, yeah, turns into a different person. So who else is in Farai? How? What's the what's the whole band? Farai, uh, our bass player, our bassist is Randy Perez. It's funny to hear me mm-hmm. say bassist. Our bassist is Randy Perez. He's from Jackson, Michigan, and uh, Brett Hamlin. He's a guitarist. He's from uh, Jackson, Michigan as well. Okay, you know what I think? I think what's interesting too is like it's obvious that both you guys love music, and I think it's cool what you said about your parents getting you a drum set because I feel like that's so huge, man. Because there's definitely a path, right? It doesn't matter where you come from or what your story is, whether you're black, whether you're white, Cuban, Asian, whatever. Like, we all, like, if you grow up in America, like, that's the whole thing. Like, all right, I want to get a job. I want to be successful. I want to have a family. I want to have a house. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole nine. And I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't know, I've, I've never, like, the older I get, I don't subscribe to that narrative in the traditional sense. Because I feel like just experiences in my life, like I had a tumor when I was a senior in high school. You know, I fell into broadcasting. You know, it wasn't anything that I sought out. I was scared to death the first time I was on camera. It was, it was nothing that I ever would have sought out. You know what I mean? It just, I, but I feel like I was kind of like led to it. Mm-hmm. But along the way, when you're led to stuff in life, though, too, there's, there's, you got to kind of have that support. You know what I mean? You know, kids who aspire to be athletes, you know, if they don't come from a good home, they got to have a good coach or a good teacher that looks out for them mm-hmm. and keeps them on the right mm-hmm. path or, right. you know, at least one parent that's looking out for them. So I, I think it's cool to hear that, like, especially the drums, you know, that's the loudest instrument, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's the loudest and one of the most diverse instruments, you know, whatever, like you said, there's there's big differences in jazz, in reggae, rock, but there's similarities too, but I think that's cool that your parents 
supported you in that, man. Yes, because, yes, they did. Because where would you be if they were like, no, nah, we don't, we don't want you to, we don't want you to do the drums. Maybe you do do the sax or play the bass or play yeah, the guitar. And, and that's the funny thing mean? because I mean we, I think that's we, funny because I play saxophone too. Did you? I play alto sax, yeah, and when I was in high school, not with a band. Yeah. But uh, my, my parents seen that I, you know, wanted to play a, a, a wind instrument. You know? Yeah. And uh, my dad went out and bought me a Bundy alto saxophone, you know, and uh, I learned how to play that, learned how to, that's how I started reading notes, you know. Um, and I did that for a while, but, you know, people needed a drummer. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just something I still, you know, do on, you know, occasionally, but I'm just drumming right now yeah yeah see you know we both had the same kind of support as far as parents you know because I play bass yeah you know keyboards too well you started off with the piano didn't you? Well, no, they, they made me play, play piano lessons that I absolutely <laughs> so I quit playing keyboards the only reason I play keyboards <laughs> today is because I wanted to play the band that he was in yeah. and they needed a keyboard player so if I wanted to be in the band, I had to play. So I, I played out of necessity. So that was what was the first instrument you picked up? Was it bass? Like how old were you when you start? Like when you drums. when you got the drums, <laughs> when you got the drums, how how old were you at that time when you when your parents got you that drum set? Wow, I had to be at least seven or eight years old. Oh, was that early? Oh yeah, I was accomplished. I was yeah, he was accomplished. Time I met him, he was accomplished. Uh, we well, my parents grew up in you know, like they went to church. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my other two siblings, my older brothers, one played the bass and one played the keyboards. Keyboards. So it's a musical house. Huh? Musical house. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm listening to them and hey, I'm beating on pots and pans with them and stuff. <laughs> you know, boxes had spoons and. Just caught a rhythm, you know. Yeah. Parents listening, well, you got a little rhythm there going on in books and pots and pans. You know, he could play. Oh, 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 Mike. He's definitely one of the most solid drummers in in, in the tri-state area. Uh, you'd be hard pressed to find a guy, man, that's more experienced than him. So you you guys had you had an ear for it then. Even, oh, yeah. even when you were young, you had a natural. You could pick up on rhythms and patterns and everything. Yes. Yes, and then watching the records and he was good. church gospel records. Yeah, and beat you know just the sound. My, my pots and pans like the symbols. The pans like the symbols, and then I had boxes like the the, the the toms. Yeah, and I think I stumped on the floor, you know, for my bass drum. And uh, going to church, seeing these musicians play was spectacular to me. That was knowledge and. I was absorbing all that too, you know, seeing the drum, the church drummer, you know, reggae drummers and gospel drummers. You might as well throw rock drummers in too, because some of that stuff, that some of that syncopation on some of the rock songs, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to catch, you know, but yeah. that's just a challenge for me. Yeah. I want it. Yeah. I feel like it's a challenge, and I, I accept the challenge. And so, how many how many different styles have you played over mm. here? Oh my goodness! You said you said you did jazz, mm, yeah. rock, rock, uh, all of it, but classical. 
you know, all over the clan. I like to learn some classical too, you know. You really got to be deep in your books then. You know? So who's who's your favorite drummers, right? Like if you had if you had like a top top three, or or maybe maybe I'll word it more interesting. Who who's the one that's had the most influence on you in the way you play? And who's somebody that, like, no matter what the record or what they're doing, you're like, I gotta go pick that up because I love the way that dude plays. Well, uh, Stubblefield for uh, James Brown, the JBs, that drummer, he had that that uh, style that I really liked it. But um, as I grown to hearing like other different styles, like Average White Band, they had a drummer there. Um, his name's Steve Ferrone, you know, and I started listening to him, and I'm like, wow, that's the kind of, I like the way he did his hi-hat. He would do 16ths, you know, and, and uh, do off-timing tags on his snare and stuff, and he had a beautiful foot. Yeah. I really concentrate on the foot a lot, because I noticed that that's the heartbeat, that bass drum, yeah. you know, and I get that baby going, and... I used to play kind of timber, you know, yeah, kind of light. And then um, one of the musicians I used to play with back in the day said, "Man, hit them drums!" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Yeah. He said, "Hit them drums!" So I started playing louder, you know. Yeah. So I started playing with now. Start breaking it down now. So he, you know, I learned how to bring music up and bring it down, you know, and do it tastefully and flavorfully that. You know, the other musicians can, uh, they're being complimented, you know, by me playing. Basically, he's talking with his drums. Yeah. Yeah. You're the anchor. You're the backbone of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, and I take that challenge on, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He owns it. And that's what I've always missed about playing with him. That's what I was admired about playing with him because, you know, whatever, whether it was right or wrong, he was going to make it his way. He didn't care. You know, and that's all I want. You know, I mean, it, you, if you're wrong, damn it, go a thousand percent wrong. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's that, that's how he is. That's that's his demeanor, you know, and that's his M.O., you know. And, you know, I mean, even in the bands that I play in, it's like, you know, I mean, man, my God, I'm just hearing this, you know. And, and I had to learn to lighten up as a musician because I had grown accustomed to that. Yeah. You know, and now to be able to take the style of music that I love, mm -hmm. that I didn't think I would like, you know, that I, you know, that I love, and to have him play, it's like, man, having your cake, eating it too, and make putting out the crumbs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what was, what, what was the instrument, or what's the instrument that, uh, that you love the most? What was, the, well, what was the first instrument you picked up when you were a kid? Was it the bass? That I actually played? Yeah. I mean, I tinkered around at drums. I'm not a good drummer. I can keep a beat. Yeah. Um, I played piano. Not really. So you probably would have to say bass. And bass. everything grew from the bass because I learned my musical roots on bass. Yeah. When you look back, did you did you think your parents made you do piano because they thought it would help you on the other instruments? Being able to like read music yes, and I think she just wanted to get me out the house. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad because even then, the few lessons that I took when I decided to sit down, I knew my notes. I knew what middle C was. I knew how to get around the keyboard. 
you know. So basically, and there would be times where I'd have my bass in my hand and play the play a chord and then play it on the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I've learned how to play guitar well enough where I can formulate chords. So I would formulate a chord and then I'd play it on the keyboard. You know, and and that's kind of how I taught myself how to play. That was shocking you know? when he brought that damn guitar over and started. Playing playing chords with it and everything. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I can uh, I can do something with you playing the, the guitar too, as well as the keyboards and the bass. <laughs> man, sure, you can do. You can be your own one man band, and which he did. <laughs> he went and bought a sequencer and started putting songs together like that. And that's how his writing, I guess, came along too. Yeah, uh, like uh, you know, honestly, the the. Uh, track that we play and and and, and Fry plays it you know uh, you know um, we have remixed it and uh, but yeah that that was one of those deals where I, I kind of went in and kind of produced everything so what's the uh, how many how many originals do you guys have written now and like do you have you want to put out like a like a record sometime yeah that's what we're working on now we're writing now um, Basically, we we have three into an album now. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't take long. Yeah. It doesn't take long. I mean, we're writing now, and they're just kind of flying off. And you know, I mean, I've got a couple of them that I wrote this week that they don't even know about. You yeah. Know? You know, and and, uh, and uh, the bass player's wife wrote a song and. You know, and what we're doing is we're, we're starting to produce that one. So, so I mean, the, the Fire Project will be out before you can bat an eye. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys, when you play stuff, do you, like, record it and then send it to each other? Like, oh, hey, man, I had this idea, and then send it to each Like, because you said the other two guys are up in Jackson, mm -hmm. right? So you guys just kind of piece stuff together we do, back and forth? We do a lot of that, you know. Uh, you know we uh, use SoundCloud sometimes. A lot. And, uh, but... It, there's just a lot of on the phone, you know. Brandy, listen to this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or you know. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. What was what was the craziest place you had an idea come to you? Whether it was like a rhythm or a song or something, where you had to like, like, did you or you had to like either stop what you're doing? You're like, hold on, I got to I got to go no, do this. I jumped out of bed and I wrote "Be Strong." Just that that came I to you. Out, I jumped out of bed and I wrote "Be Strong," and I mean, I tracked the entire thing. Was it something you was humming in your head? Uh, yeah, it, uh, it woke me up. Really? It woke me up. Be strong. And, and that's the song that, that we're gonna feature. Sweet man. What about you, Rick? What, what like is there is there a pattern or like a, a rhythm that came to you that that like you still use or that came to you in like either like a weird way or like you were somewhere and you had to be like, oh, hold on, I'll come back and you have to. Like, you know what? That's funny you asked that. Yeah, there's a a beat that I want to play, and as I, like I said, I want to play. I haven't reached that level yet, but uh, I wanted to. Uh, I want to play a uh, style that is uh, dominant bass, bass drum, you know, and um, just a lot of uh, different syncopations that were uh, kind of jazzy, you know? Yeah. Kind of jazzy, but still got that reggae feel to it, you know? So, yeah, just 
There's things that I dream about doing that I haven't accomplished yet, but it's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there with the help of uh, Steve. He's showing me different little things that, about the reggae that opened my eyes because there was a time that I did not even want to listen to reggae. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, it just didn't capture me at that time. Yeah. But I guess you got to grow up, you know? <laughs> And I started uh, seeing where this music is coming from, this this reggae, this this Rastafarian sound, you know. It's 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 a joy to play now, you know. Yeah. It's a joy to play. You and you mentioned too the like the positive vibes of it, just and I and I think that's cool because like even a lot of the heavier stuff that I listen to, a lot of it has more of kind of a. A positive message like I just kind of find myself gravitating towards that and it's not and it's not preachy it just seems natural the way that these songs are created for, for some of these artists and stuff even a band that I that I and I remember in junior high this is probably like 15 years ago now I had a few I had a couple of my close friends who uh, who were making fun of me a little bit um, and I to this day I love this band uh, P.O.D. out of San Diego and they had little hints of reggae they kind of came at like the new metal time you know what I mean mm-hmm. and they had that song you probably remember like Youth of the Nation mm-hmm. that kind of, but uh, but the, the singer Sonny Sandoval and I think even some of the other guys in the band they were into like Sting and the Police you know back in the day mm-hmm. into kind of more of the reggae yeah, I mean, you know and, I mean? And, and you see a lot of Sting stuff man uh, uh, Roxanne yeah mm-hmm. Reggae all over it, you know. Mm-hmm. You know a lot, a lot of rhythm, but a lot of that is the drummer too. Yeah, uh, he's uh, a very good drummer too. Yeah. excellent. Is it uh, Stuart Copeland? Stuart Copeland. Stuart Copeland. Mm-hmm. Andy Summers, the guitar player. Yeah, but I think I think the positive the positive energy of it is cool, man. That's that's something that I that I really like about reggae. Like you can't you can't listen to it and not feel good. Even even when the songs are about like protest or about war, or it's, about, a, it's, it's all it's about still, right. It's still, it's still, still it's exactly. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this music twenty five years. I've never seen a fight. Yeah, I've never seen a fight. I've never seen a fight at a reggae show. Never. Out of all the stuff that you played, out of all the stuff that <laughs> I've played, I've never seen a fight at a reggae show. So where do you guys hope to take? Uh, Far Eye Reggae, man. I mean, is this something that you guys in the future you want to start playing more? You mentioned like the tri-state area. You want to start. We want to move more internationally. That that's the whole goal. Yeah. Uh, You know, we want to keep uh, playing. We want we want to produce music. We want to play music. Uh, We want to be able to uh, just man play positive rhythms, man, throughout, man. Yeah. Um, You know and. uh, Playing internationally, man, uh, doing an international act, uh, you, uh, and, and that's more so what we are. We're not your average bar act, you know. If you know, if you're planning on, if you want to come see a far eye show and you're expecting to see your basic bar band, then you're going to be disappointed. It, no, no, no. It's going to be a show, and, and and that's the whole thing. It's a it's a show, the far eye show. We're going to take you on a ride. We're going to take you on a journey. Mm-hmm. So, last thing I'll ask you guys, and thanks again, Rick and Steve, for doing this, man. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you guys have both played a lot of different music over the years. This is a question I kind of like to ask because I, I like to pick people's brains because it really does make you think. But um, so I'll start with you, Rick. If you had to put together like your ultimate band, or let's just say a band that like if if you got on the internet tomorrow, you open up the paper tomorrow, and you saw that these guys were making an album, and you had a singer, two guitarists, a bassist, and a drummer. 
or a keyboardist, like who 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 would that group be? Like if they came out with you, like oh, they're gonna do something together, and they can be living your dead, the band members. Who who would those people be? You know, <laughs> living or dead. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I would have loved to been James Brown's drummer. And then, uh, on the other hand, I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. I wouldn't mind being their drummer. Yeah. You know, I like exciting songs. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like uplifting songs. So, yeah, then my, well, um, I can go on and on with these <laughs> damn bands now. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but yeah, the, them two there is my basics that I, as a child, growing up hearing and and really admiring, you know, them particular groups there. Jay, well, James Brown, you might say the J's beat, the, the JB's, you know, and Earth, Wind & Fire. Yeah. I've seen their performance. I've seen them perform countless of times, and they had a spectacular stage show back in, what was that, 76, 75, 76, my first, one, one of my first concerts going to, and the drummer was, uh, they had lift the drummer up in the air, the whole drum set, and it started rotating like a clock, like a, a hand on a clock. I was like, this is blowing my mind. <laughs> and the drummer was still playing, doing a solo. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I don't know how people are that talented, man. That's nuts. I ain't never seen nothing like that since. <laughs> what, about what about you, man? It was really easy, man. Still Pulse. Still Pulse is, man, dead earth on fire ready. Uplifting. Exciting. Uh, yeah, if I could tour with a guy right now. And uh, that's that would be a gig that would be perfect for me. That'd be a perfect gig. For me to be a keyboard player, background singer for them. Oh, that would be perfect. You know, because that guy is right. There isn't much that he does that I don't do. Yeah. You know, you know Earth, Wind & Fire got a, got a lot of Calypso beats too that kind of remind you of a, a jazzy, reggae type style. Yeah. My mom loves Earth, Wind & Fire, man. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's weird doing this doing a reggae having a reggae band on the podcast. It's kind of crazy how things come full circle. Because growing up, um, she was huge huge into the Police, and uh, I always I always loved I love that music. Like to this day, when I listen to that music, it just it it kind of takes me back to that time. You know what I mean? There's certain songs that you hear and it'll put you right back. Whatever that was, whether it was a relationship, something you did when you were a kid. And and to this day, like if I if I want to feel good, man, I'll put on some like '80s, like The Police. I'll put that on. Ain't no wrong with that. Or or Sting, man. Cause I I, I do I just love I love man, that relaxed. We gonna have to broaden, man. Your your thought process, man. You going <laughs> to come on over to the islands, man? Listen to some steel balls, man. A little bit of boo, you buying down a little bit of berries, I'm a man. Marjo Griffiths. Ziggy Marley, we wanted to make you graduate, man. Come on over, I promise you won't regret it. Yeah. So where can people find Far Eye? Um, Far Eye, you can go to farai.com. Mm -hmm. We do have a have a website. And it's I as in like your eye. F A R E Y E Far Eye, just like Rasta Far Eye, man. Far Eye, Far Eye, ready. 
Farai.com, and then are you guys on? You guys on? You said Reverb yeah, Nation. Yeah, we're on. Yeah, we're on. Well, yeah, we do. We're all on Reverb Nation. Where you can also find us, man. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You know, all of the social, your main social media outlets. You can find us. So that's the goal, man. You guys want to? You want to eventually try to do some international touring? Yeah, and, and, and that's the whole thing. Yeah, you know, that's the whole thing. Uh, I mean, man, we've lined up for a lot of uh, the reggae festivals for next year. You know, uh, I mean, this train is getting ready to leave the station, man. It's starting to pull out, man. And, and I tell you what, man, it's you know I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready for 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 a real far ride, man. Well, if I do go to Nashville, man, you gotta you gotta bring far ride down there. Most deaf, most deaf. We'll do it. Well, Steve, Rick, this has been fun, man. I'm glad I got to got to put you guys on the podcast. Man. I'm excited man. to get this out there. And what's the song people are gonna hear? Be strong. Be strong. The one you woke up out of your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Man. Thank you, Mike. There you have it. That was Steve Taylor and Rick White of the reggae band Far Eye. Please go follow those guys on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Far Eye Reggae. It is spelled Far, F-A-R, and then I, like your eyeball. You got me. Far Eye, that is Far, F-A-R-E-Y-E, Far Eye Reggae on Facebook. The website is com. Really good stuff, positive stuff, and really, uh, like I said, man, Steve. Steve has been a, a really good friend to me. You know, he's been a, a kind. Of, you could even say kind of a, a mentor. You know, to me in terms of you know my work behind the mic over the years, and it's just uh, it's it was really cool to finally do this. Just because, like I said, I, I know how passionate Steve is about reggae. I know how passionate he is about music in general, and I, I would encourage you if you have friends that are in bands. If you know people, go to their shows, man, because it's it really is all about the vibe, you know. And one of my favorite bands, Seven Dust, who has a new album, Kill the Flaw, coming out this weekend. I'm super excited about it. Um, they had a little kind of mini, docu- mini documentary to go with the album Cold Day Memory that came out a few years back. And uh, it was the first studio album with Clint Lowry back in the band after he had stepped away for a couple of years to kind of get his life together and was in the band Dark New Day with his brother Corey, who is now in St. Asonia, a very good band. Check those guys out. But anyway, one thing Vince, the bassist in 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 that uh, in that band, said was, you know, it's all about the room, you know, because they've been around for like 20 years, and and I, I gosh, is this their 10th or 11th? like electric studio album now I, I can't even remember but anyway um he said you know it's all about the room and as long as the vibe is there at the room we're going to keep doing what we do you know and he basically said it in, in no uncertain terms when talking about the band and how they're still around and and w- with steve i get that vibe too and then like i said watching him play at uh, the village idiot back in gosh that was probably march earlier this year and just seeing how excited he was on stage seeing how talented he was I have a lot of respect for bass players, man. I don't know what it is about music, but it seems like bass players kind of get kind of get lost in, in the shadows a little bit sometimes when you've got like the lead singer and the lead guitarist and stuff. But I'm telling you, man, a really good bassist and a, and a really good drummer are the backbone to any amazing band. I mean, you can go back through the years. I don't care if you listen to the Beatles. I don't care if you listen to Led Zeppelin. I don't care if you listen to Steel Pulse. I don't care if you listen to Metallica, you know, The Police, um bob marley and the whalers i mean every it doesn't matter if you listen to some like jazz fusion or smooth jazz you know go listen to foreplay music 
You know what I mean? Go go listen to some Nathan East bass playing, man. I'm telling you, a good bass player and a good drummer are the backbone to any good band. And it was so cool to see Steve up there doing his thing and uh you know making things happen and it was and it was fun to just see him perform live and, and i think that's what's cool you know when, when you got people in your life that you love and you care about and i do love steve like a brother from another mother i mean i've known the dude since i was 22 and he's he's done so much for me in my career and and so much for my confidence behind the mic and everything and uh you know he's a guy that uh has really impacted me in a positive way in my life and it was just really cool to uh to finally get to see him perform live and I've heard a little bit about uh, Far Eye so far. I've heard the song that you guys are going to hear at the end of this called Be Strong, which is an awesome tune. It's doing great on Reverb Nation. I think in this area right now, it's like the number one song on Reverb Nation. So it's just really cool to uh, to finally get to do this, and, and I'm glad you were part of it, Steve. Same thing with you too, Rick. I appreciate the time, man. And it, it was just fun to, to, sp- to spread some love, especially for music that um, – I feel it kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. You know, there's there's a lot of modern music that has reggae undertones, you know, and, and whether you go back and you look at, like, The Police, uh, my buddies in Tropic Bombs, uh, one of my favorite bands from, from when I was coming up and really first starting to get into music, P.O.D., you know, also kind of have that Rastafari reggae vibe to a lot of their stuff. It's just, uh, it's a positive music. It's 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 more of a movement, I would say. In a, in a mindset and a lifestyle reggae music especially at the time that you know bob marley and the whalers were doing their thing you know and, and not being afraid to be political and say what's on your mind in the songs but also a lot of a lot of uplifting elements to it as well and really bringing people together through the power of music that's like a really beautiful thing and it's really awesome so please go check out far eye once again far and go follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash far eye reggae. Again, you spell it F A R E Y E. They do have a couple of gigs coming up on Halloween. They're going to be playing the Polish National Alliance at 638 Page Avenue in Jackson, Michigan. And then on November 25th, they're going to be playing at the Michigan Theater, buddy, 124 North Mechanic Street in Jackson, Michigan. So go check them out. Go to their Facebook, go to their website get all their links because uh these guys are the real deal they're very talented they have a lot of years of musical experience between them and uh it's it's going to be fun stuff man i actually when i did the podcast over at steve's place with him and rick steve played me the uh, intro that they're going to have to their shows and it's really freaking cool it's really cool so i hope you guys go check it out so once again you can follow me on twitter at mike v Bauman. if you're a band or an artist that wants to get your stuff out there please get in touch with me send me like a personal direct message um, and I will do my best to get you on the show. I really mean that. There's a lot of bands that, that are out there and a lot of music that's out there and, um, you know, several who follow me on Twitter and I really appreciate it. And, and I mean it when I say that, man, cause, uh, you know, that's, that's what this, this podcast is all about is sharing music with people and trying to spread, spread good vibes to people. So, um, I would love to get you on the show and uh, MikeVBalman.com is the website, the personal website. Please go check out the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash, Bauman's Breakdown is where you can find the podcast on Facebook. You can download the Podbean app. That is the host server for this podcast, whether you have an iPhone or an Android phone. Just look up the Podbean app in the Google Play Store or in your App Store on your iPhone, and you can download it and listen to all the shows. And you can always download them as well and subscribe on iTunes. And feel free to leave a comment, you know. Whether you like it or don't like it, just, you know, feel free to leave a comment, man. 
I hope there's not a lot of trolls out there. I hope you don't just listen to this podcast just to be a hate monger, but, you know, some of you exist, and I'll pray for you. Um, and, and please go check out last week's show, too, with uh, Dylan Kaprowski, formerly of Stretch. Really good musician, good dude, and uh, a guy who made it through years of, of bullying and torment and depression and anxiety and is doing a lot better now. And his, his, pod, or, uh, excuse me, his Facebook page, Project Punk Monk, please go check Project Punk Monk out for suicide prevention and awareness. For those of you out there who are struggling, go check out that. It's a community just where people can talk and share their feelings and know that they're not alone and try to help one another and save some lives. And I think what he's doing is really awesome. So in honor of September being National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month here in the States, uh, I would encourage you to please go check out uh, that podcast as well and hear his story because I think it'll be beneficial to you in your life. So what else? What else? Uh, I love you guys, man. I mean it. I'm glad you listened to the show. Thank you so much for checking it out. Bombasbreakdown.podbean.com. Bombasbreakdown on iTunes. Mike V. Bauman on Twitter and the website. Far I Reggae, baby. Far I Reggae.com. Far I Reggae on Facebook. Steve and Rick, thanks again, fellas. I really appreciate the time. And for all the used kids out there, used guys, used wise guys, uh, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Really appreciate it. So on that note, I just want to say I hope you guys have a great rest of the week, great weekend. Don't get into too much trouble. Don't drink and drive. Be good to people. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. And on that note, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of music. That's right. All right, all right, all right. So without further ado, here is Be Strong. Peace. Peace.